Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is March the 3rd. 2021 and i was just trying to get a mosquito there strong hand long-term thinking bitcoin is the next bitcoin offended by selling have a backbone all right be a unique beast fitting in is overrated you're home for bitcoin insider information i'm going to give you a unique perspective on this hello my elite friends, you guys are the unique beasts of the world, the 20 percenters. Welcome back to the show. If you have questions, I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat. 20 Bitcoin make you a millionaire on this beautiful March the 3rd uh, day here in Miami. Now, remember, uh, April 6th to May 11th, I will be in Nashville, Tennessee, and then back in Miami again. Okay. Uh, and I talked about that on last show. We're going to talk about uh, that Coinbase show a little bit more because I had more to say. Uh, here's a saying that should be the saying of free thinkers. You will not own me and I will be happy. That's from Ryan Rally. I'll link to that below. You will not own me and I will be happy. I think you know what that's a play on words of there. All right. So uh, you will own nothing and be happy. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, uh, Warren, Elizabeth Warren. Proposes to steal money from uh, people. And, and of course, all the envious uh, envious people out there who have been taught to hate the rich are, are cheering it on. Elizabeth Warren is proposing an ultra-millionaire wealth tax. Senator Elizabeth Warren, Senator Bernie Sanders, and other Democrats on Monday propose a 2% annual tax on wealth over $50 million, rising to uh, 3% for wealth over a billion dollars. So let's, let's get this straight, okay? And so that, that'll be linked to below if it's not linked to already. I was in a rush beforehand. I, let's say I have $51 million worth of Bitcoin one day, okay? One day in the future, I might have $51 million worth of Bitcoin. And so then if this tax is, is real, it, I will have to pay 2% of my wealth uh, over $50 million to the government to support single moms or whoever every year, okay? So 50, I got $51 million worth of Bitcoin. A million is over 50. What's 20? What's 2% of a million dollars? $20,000 a year. $20,000 a year for just be, it's complete theft. Complete theft because pe people don't do the numbers like that. All right. And I, I, I so I, so I'm going to have to come up with $20,000 to, to rent my Bitcoin from the government. I mean, is that, is that what they're saying? Uh, I want to pay $20,000 for my nieces and nephews to, to go to private school. I, I want to pay for some some single mom in uh, in Seattle to you know li live off live a good life uh, because of me because she couldn't do any work or or whatever and uh, I said but this is the kind of thing that is cheered on today people don't really think about you they just hear oh ultra millionaires wealth tax this is Bitcoiners you know the long term thinking Bitcoiners are a lot of us are going to fall into this category one day you know, we'll be considered ultra millionaires by these haters. Uh, like Elizabeth Warren, and it'll be cheered on to steal twenty thousand dollars a year from us. <laughs> so I, I don't think this. Is, I don't think we'll get there. I think there will be. Uh, I, I think there. And so they're worried about you know. Um, and this is not targeting Bitcoiners per se. It, it's just tar. It's just the, the manifestation of envy in today's culture. Okay. Uh, 
And you know, I, I can spend twenty thousand. I I can hold on to my wealth any way I want to. This this is not a wealth promoting uh, tax to say the least. It is impulsive. It just goes with the emotion of of hating on the rich today. And uh, yeah, it's it's t- typical Elizabeth Warren. She I'm going to mention her a little bit later in the show because she uh, she is uh, she did actually say something about Bitcoin. She she obviously. She she's warning people about Bitcoin. She doesn't. She wants to steal from the rich, but she doesn't want people to become rich, or she doesn't understand how you become rich through savings. Pound that like button. Now it feels like if there's something else I want to say say about that. Um, all right, but this is the you know you get you get the unique perspective here. Not many people can say. I, I love the rich. I love the rich. You, you shouldn't be envious of the rich. You should strive to be the rich. And that's what I've been doing all this time with Bitcoin, and I, I ended up uh, I ended up doing pretty well here. I hope to I hope to be in a situation where uh, I'll, I'll have uh, fifty million dollars uh, of wealth. Okay, now what is idolizing a politician is like believing the stripper really likes you. All right, I, I shared that one before, but I thought it was good to uh, say that uh, when we're talking about these uh, politicians. So yeah. Warren actually jumped on the Letitia James scaring people about Bitcoin train. Letitia James, by the way, we're going to talk about her. She's the attorney general of uh, of New York State. Your future governor there in New York is Letitia James. And, and enjoy Letitia up there in New York. A lot of people don't want to enjoy Letitia, so they're moving down to Florida. Okay. Now, uh, Warren, Warren has uh, – she, when, when she, she was being asked about Bitcoin – and ask about what you talk, Janet Yellen, her girl Janet Yellen, had said something bad about Bitcoin. So when pressed, Warren said, speculative in nature and going to end badly. I don't think Jan- Janet left a lot of room for ambiguity. So, yeah, she thinks it's Bitcoin is speculative in nature and is going to end badly. You, know, you, know, you becoming president is you know ending badly. That's ending ba- badly for, for, for the nation. Uh, for the people who are dependent on the government, at least that—that's true. Well, Bitcoin—it's it, not ending badly, dude. You've been your buddies have been saying that for quite a few years. We're going to get to that in a second too. It's a—it's a great way uh, to to get attention. You know, when, when Bitcoin is going well, if you want to be contrarian, you're like, hey, hey it's going to end badly, uh, and you'll get an article written about you. And that's not why she did it. She genu—she genuinely doesn't like Bitcoin. She doesn't like it that. It, it, it might be a way to get around her, her, her proposed socialist wealth taxes and, and who knows what. Um, now, uh, I want to remind everyone this uh, Friday at noon is uh, this week in Bitcoin. Jan should be on and that's uh, Miami time. Jan, uh, keep it simple, Bitcoin and BTC Benny. Of course, on this previous Friday, we had John K. Vallis, Kyle Kemper and BTC Dragon Lord on now, what do I say about uh, my This Week in Bitcoin shows? What's my saying about that, guys? Best guest in the space. Pound that like button. And it is true. I, I do bring you the best guests in space. I've been doing This Week in Bitcoin since the first week. It was since uh, January of, of 2017, uh, every, every Friday. Now, and uh, it's 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 a favorite of mine, I'd say. One of my favorite shows. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's, I, I do enjoy it and, uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, and always, uh, so, so speaking of this, we get Bitcoin guests of the past. Andy Hoffman has been on before. Uh, oh no, I said, Andy Hoffman, send me to the Bitcoin inquisition. No, <laughs> that doesn't work because I, I'm a true Bitcoin holder. You, you can't send me to, you can't do anything to me. I'm a unique beast. I can say whatever I want to. Now, Andy, that that's why you should get into Bitcoin. 20 Bitcoin make you a millionaire. Wink, wink. All right. 
Now, Andy Hoffman says uh, he mentions that the, the GBTC premium is gone. And he suggests uh, perhaps the ETF is on the way. Uh, I think uh, I think we're getting uh, we're definitely one day closer to a Bitcoin ETF. But it is strange that the GPTC uh, premium has gone away, um, and it, that that is a sign that perhaps someone out there has got some uh, insider information that uh, the the ETF Bitcoin ETF is going to be approved soon. Um, that there's there's been some finagling around uh, these these entities. It seems like they're getting ready to, to list it or be a part of a proposed Bitcoin ETF. I don't worry about the Bitcoin ETF uh, so much, but it is news. It is noteworthy that the GBTC premium uh, went away. I don't know. Again, you guys want to mess with that GBTC thing? Yeah. All right. Hey, by the way, I, I forgot to mention this the other day, too. I'll link to it below. Uh, Federal Reserve outage. <laughs> Didn't Janet Yellen just uh, say Bitcoin is extremely inefficient? But the, uh, the, the Fedwire ha had an outage the other day. That doesn't happen with Bitcoin. All right. But hey, you can have your Fedcoin now. And I'll eventually link to that below. Come back. It's not linked to below again. So the, the, a fan of mine, when we had a 20% correction and everyone starts fudding on Bitcoin, you know, the, the usuals come out, 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 out the fud on Bitcoin. You know, there was a crash to 46,000. This dude says... In, in, what's this guy's name? Fistful of Sat says, in moments where there are dips like this in Bitcoin, just remember, Adam Meister will be shouting at you in a few weeks' time saying, I told you Bitcoin always returns to its all-time high. Where is your listening comprehension? <laughs> yeah, I, he, this guy, th that guy is a 20%er. He, he, he knows. He knows. He did. Very, very good point. Yes, it, it always returns to its all-time high. How do, you, how do you guys keep falling for it? Probably you, 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 you know, you worship people like Letitia James and Elizabeth Warren and Janet Yellen. They, they scare you, actually. So uh, and I, I'm going to check here the, the comments real quick. All right. We do have a uh, Q said, have you been able to pick any fresh fruit off of trees in Florida? No, I haven't yet. Uh, Roman Q, uh, you know, Miami, it's there are not, there are not too many trees. growing. It's, it's a big city. I haven't been on the outskirts of Miami yet. I, I mean, I did go down to where University of Miami is, my, the U, the U, you know, where Ray Lewis uh, got his education, got his education, where Ray Lewis played football. Um, yeah. So, uh, no, no fruit yet. That's good. Good question. I, I, I always look for a free fruit on trees, even when I was in Windhoek, Namibia, not not a wealthy place. I was I got free food in Windhoek on the streets of Windhoek, uh, Namibia. You can actually, I might've actually shown them on a video in the November, 2016 when I was there. But yeah, I, I, I know I showed them when I was in a beautiful Ad Adelaide, Australia, when I was picking, uh, mulberries there in November of 2019. Oh, oh, Australia, you disgraceful country. You've, you've gone down the tube so much uh, since then with all your fear. CS2 said, uh, Sent five bucks. Thank you. And he says, welcome to the digital gold rush. Well, well dude, you could say welcome to the newbies. We, we've been here since 2013, baby. All right. I've been. Oh, and this is Coinbee shirt. Yeah, they, they should sell these. They really. Uh, my TikToks are, are linked to below. They are always fun. And hopefully they'll co convince some 80 percenters to uh, get on the 20 percenter train. But I know some of you want this shirt. So put pressure on John to, to sell this freaking shirt. And uh, I think, Dennis, you're watching this now. Dennis, I sent you today's TikTok. I didn't know if you saw it or not. 
I mean, I can talk to people in the middle of my show. I talk to people, whatever, that are who, I do what I want. It's a unique beast. I'm a freaking unique beast. Uh, so let's get back to Letitia James and the crew. Um, and you got You got to give this woman credit. I mean, she's a. She wants to move up in the world. She. She's. She's got. And she doesn't stoop to the levels of like uh, of the vice president. From from what I know, you know what the vice president had to do with Willie Brown. Oh my God! Oh, I mean, can you imagine? But Letitia James, what she does, what she does, and I didn't fully understand. She gets on popular topics. Like she tried to take out the. She wanted to sue the president. She thought that was good for the state of New York for some reason. She wanted to sue um, Bitfinex and Tether. She she thought that was good for the state of New York for some reason. But the reason she was doing this is to, to gain to gain popularity, so that one day she could become governor of New York. But she was just given a gift by Andrew Cuomo, who's the current governor of New York. He's let's say he's been less than uh, responsible in terms of. Uh, dealing with the current events that started uh, about a year ago, we dealing with nursing homes. And we've known this for a while, but his brother and his friends over at CNN, they wouldn't cover it until now. And, it, and so he also did some things, uh, had been accused of, of doing some things with the ladies that isn't very good. So Letitia, she, you know, we got to give Andrew Cuomo some credit here. His idiocy, his, his cockiness um, is going to help us, uh, Take Letitia's attention away from cryptocurrency for a while now. Right now, she's trying to take out her political rival uh, so she can uh, become governor. So she's fixated on that right now. But let's talk and that's enjoy enjoy your little battle. I mean, that's the way things happen. In um, I mean, you that's not the way things should happen in in a uh, in a country like the United States, the the best country to live in on, on Earth. Where you you have a political rival, and so you just uh, you attack them uh, legally uh, to bring them down, so you can take their position eventually. It's, it's not 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 you know you think in a developing country perhaps that happens, and not here. But Letitia's got to do what Letitia's got to do, all right. And I'm I'm putting a positive spin on the whole thing. Now uh, again, what what he did with the uh, with the current events that that was it appears he did some some would consider it criminal. Uh, I, I'm not going to get into the legalese behind all of it, okay? What I am interested in here is, and and, and we're going to talk about taxes in a second. Don't worry, people. Play this at two x if you want to hear the tax stuff. There are, she says, before she got this gift from Cuomo, there are extreme risks in investing in virtual cryptocurrency, and it's imperative that we act to protect investors' wallets. I'm warning New Yorkers and investors across the country that investing in this unstable market is not prudent and could cause devastating losses. (laughs) No, you're just saying that to get attention to scare people. You know scaring people gets the headlines. I mean, have you learned one thing from the last year? Scaring people Gets you in the headlines and, you know, maybe advances your political career. But again, you, you've you got a honeypot now from, from the current governor who you're going to eventually take the place of, of course. And so you, you probably won't be talking about cryptocurrency as much now. Um, but this is your next – in New York, this is probably your next governor. Um, I mean maybe in uh, 2014, 20, uh, 2024, uh, President Kamala will predict pr- – pr- pr- um, Pick this uh, lady to be her running mate for uh, for president, for vice president. You don't, you don't know. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, 
her, her, her comments about Bitcoin are the ultimate screaming Karen, na- nanny state. I mean, anti-Bitcoin, you know, just wanting to, to, to you know, and, and haters can do this. We have to get used to this. OK, if the people that are, this is where the big boys play, if you want to get gain fame off of, you know, scaring people about Bitcoin, uh, praying for the destruction of Bitcoin, suing entities that deal with cryptocurrencies. I mean, the attorney general warns cryptocurrency industry play play by the rules or we will shut you down. Or if the New York governor does something pretty obviously bad, we'll fixate on him for a while and forget about cryptocurrency. Okay, now. Oh, yeah. And I have written down. I need to drink my water in the middle of the show. Mm. Uh, Yeah. All right. Now. It's it's funny. Why do you have a a plastic bottle today? You don't. Where's your usual uh, reusable uh, thermos, Adam? You're. Well, the here at this lovely Airbnb, and it is it is lovely. Um, one morning when I was sleeping, apparently the water uh, had to be fixed. Something went wrong with the water, and uh, the the water was out for three hours or two hours. So the owner gave me a bunch of water just in case I needed water. But I was asleep the whole time. So I woke up. I see this message from the dude. I left you water. The water wasn't working, and then I see another message. The water is back. So it was great. No harm done. Good guy gave me twenty four waters. I still have them. Mm. Delicious, delicious. Okay, you know, and I only drink water, as everyone knows. Okay, and so we talk about people that are, are trying to gain fame off of a, you know, just potentially just scaring people about Bitcoin, destroying Bitcoin. No one can destroy it, but you know, just wishing, wishing, and wanting, and praying about it. Here's a guy. He works for uh, the Motley Fool. <laughs> he says ten reasons I'll never buy Bitcoin. Contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian. It's the perfect example. He gives all the reasons you've heard before. Trying to get popular through ripping on Bitcoin. Get used to it. And it's weird because they don't. When they accuse it of being a Ponzi and a scam, they don't. Their starting point is like now because they're just they're just getting involved in it. Like, oh, look how much it went up, and so many people were piling money into it, and they don't know what they're doing. Blah 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 blah. Dude, gain a proper perspective. Go back to 2013. Okay, it's it's been around for a while. It's established. People have been making your accusations for a long time. Okay, I mean, for, for me, it was legit right then. I wasn't scared of all dudes like this back then, but many people are scared right now when they hear the Letitia James and whoever this guy is, the Motley Fool, screaming about it. Take some per, you know perspective here. Okay, it, it's. If it was like a Ponzi or a scam, you'd think people would have figured it out. The, you know, it, it didn't just appear the other day. It's it's been around. Um, you, you can actually hold your own Bitcoin. It's it's not like someone. It, it's not centralized where someone controls the whole get up. All right, and you know, people were saying this about the internet when it started, also, and they, you know, it stuck around for a while. And uh, these guys aren't long term thinkers, okay? Uh, and, and maybe this guy does understand it all. And he just he's just going for the clickbait and whatnot. Who knows? But it, it's linked to below if you want to see it. And he questions the scarcity of it. Is it really scarce? <laughs> oh God. How many pound that like button for how many times we have to hear this? Okay, but we'll talk about Gary Gensler next time. Um, the Baltimore connection there. Uh, okay, we'll talk about that next time. This is just a, I, I was gonna talk about NFTs. I don't feel like talking about that now. Uh, but but Charlie Lee, I agree with Charlie Lee on NFTs, by the way. You can do your own research. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that next time. Vinny Langham, though, says, uh, 
reminds us of the possibility of crypto bail-ins. Now, you're not going to be able to take my Bitcoin, but uh, a big risk, this is a quote from him, a big risk to crypto holders over the next five to 10 years is the risk of a crypto tax where desperate state actors order wallet providers and exchanges to haircut user funds. Non-custodial wallet solutions are critical to the crypto infrastructure, not your keys, not your coins. So, you know, we, we've talked about Coinbase. You're, you're a big grown-up. You don't have to keep your Bitcoin at Coinbase, at the, at the, at the bank. At the, at, but people like Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Letitia James, they're probably going to be desperate one day. And they'll have a really simple way of getting back uh, at the, the cryptocurrency people. All the majority of people will be keeping their cryptocurrency at crypto banks. Why not have a crypto bail-in and steal from them? 10% crypto bail-in. That'll be able to fund a lot of government programs that Bernie and Elizabeth dream of. So this is a real thing that can happen. If you're going to treat it like a bank, they're going to treat it like how they treat banks, all right? And, you know, what really might happen is uh, they'll say, well, we're not doing this to you Fed coin holders or you dollar holders. We're only doing it. So is it really a bail-in? We're just going – we're just doing this to the mean, rich crypto people. Now, of course, unfortunately, that will be targeting the, well, least sophisticated of the uh, cryptocurrency holders, the ones who don't understand what uh, controlling your own, own private key is, is all about. But something like that uh, could, could easily happen. Oh, by the way, uh, with the whole Letitia James making her bold statements on, on Twitter and, and whatnot that, that I have linked to below, the great Udi, and I retweeted this. He, what did he say? He said, have fun staying poor, New York. Pound that like button. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, she puts uh, New York on that path to, to having fun staying poor. You know, she's protecting everybody from cryptocurrency. So, okay, there won't be people doing a cryptocurrency business there. Great. Have fun staying poor. Then, and, and people will blindly believe her out of fear. And in the long run, hey, they'll be poor. Uh, now, ha- <laughs> have fun. So there is an article uh, about have fun, fun staying poor at uh, Coindesk today. Say some, some people think it's cyberbullying. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> It's, it's waking people up. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I wanted to go go to Coinbase again before we get into the IRS stuff. <laughs> oh, man, play this at 2x. Yeah, what I left off on Monday's show is that uh, there are people out there that think you, you need to be against Coinbase to be a Bitcoiner. And that is totally Inquisition type of talk there. Uh, who ended up happier? Back in the day, the guys who bought at uh, Mt. Gox or the guys who bought at Coinbase. Okay, Uh, if imagine if I had bought from Mt. Gox in 2013 instead of Coinbase, I mean, I could have been so disillusioned that I would have slowed down buying Bitcoin, or maybe I would have stopped buying. No, I would have never stopped buying Bitcoin. But you know, there are some people out there. There's some people out there that they bought at Mt. Gox instead of buying at Coinbase, and they probably quit uh, Bitcoin. And that's uh, really. uh, that's really sad uh, for them, and, the, and they're not having fun staying poor, no doubt about it. And the people who hate on Coinbase for buying – people can buy altcoins there. Dudes, again, we're talking about grown-ups here. Uh, and no one's forcing anyone to buy altcoins at Coinbase. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. It's not Coinbase's fault that people want to buy Litecoin. 
all right? And, and that they give people an outlet, a, a way to buy Litecoin. They, they didn't invent altcoins at Coinbase. And I, I mean, you, re, you really got to think critically here. Coinbase is not forcing anyone, anyone to buy anything. All right, so the IRS has come up with a new, well, they've updated their frequently asked question section for, for cryptocurrency. Now, the thing they updated on March the freaking 2nd, which is yesterday. <laughs> now, people have already filed their taxes for this year. But hey, we're going to make a clarification on March the freaking 2nd about uh, – here, we're, we're, I'll read you what the – there's a – I had never seen this frequently asked ask question section, by the way, before. And it, there are some interesting uh, – it's, it's linked to below already. For you Americans out there. But here, question five. The 2020 form uh, 1040 asks whether at any time during 2020 I received, sold, sent, exchanged, or otherwise acquired any financial interest in any virtual currency. That seems pretty freaking clear what they're asking there. During 2020, I purchased virtual currency with real currency and had no other virtual currency transactions during the year. Must I answer yes to the Form 1040 question? Now, previously, they, they're asking you, have you bought big, have you bought cryptocurrency? And if you bought cryptocurrency, you're supposed to answer yes. Oh, no, they've got to clarify it. No. If your only transaction involving virtual currency during 2020 were purchases of virtual currency with real currency, they, they consider the dollar to be real, you are not required to answer yes to the form 1040 question. Dudes, you've had this question on it since last year. People like me who have bought uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, with real money answered yes to it because it clearly said if you bought it, you'd answer yes. Now, now on March the 2nd, 2021, they, okay, that's not what we really meant. These guys are buffoons, man. It just makes you wonder how much they They want to have a list of a bunch of people who own cryptocurrency, okay? Okay, I'm on your list. Great. I mean, you could ask Coinbase that. And <laughs> for God's sakes, I mean, another thing that – and there's an article about it. Another thing that they remind you of is like, dudes, if you, if you freaking bought uh, – if you sold Bitcoin for anything, if you, if you sold your Bitcoin, uh, you better tell us. <laughs> don't, don't try to hide from us, okay? They say that. I mean, that was freaking obvious. Now, I just, just the incompetence. Dudes, they don't know what they're freaking doing. But they they do. The basics here is if you if you think you're some genius trader going back and forth, back and forth, you are part of the honey pot, honey pot of buffoons. Um if you if you don't report to the IRS, okay, that is their honeypot right there. Because they don't even, I don't think they fully understand what they're doing. But here, this is this is a good another tip they have here, another question, and this is one I had wondered about before because I have never sold a Bitcoin for fiat. I've never done that. All right, and I've wondered about this when the day comes. What am I going to have to do? It says I own multiple units of one kind of virtual currency, some of which were acquired at different times. And have different basis amounts. If I sell, exchange, or otherwise dispose of some units of that virtual currency, can I choose which units are deemed sold, exchange, or otherwise disposed of? So they are asking, over time, I bought a lot of Bitcoin. I paid different prices for it. 
I want to sell some Bitcoin. Can I choose which Bitcoin that I'm – can I say that I'm selling my $600 Bitcoin now or and I'm selling my $3,000 Bitcoin now? Or do I have to sell, say that I, I'm selling the first Bitcoin I ever bought or the last Bitcoin I ever bought? And they say, yes, you may choose which units of virtual currency are deemed to be sold, exchanged, or otherwise disposed of if you can specifically identify which unit or units of virtual currency are involved in the transaction and, subs and uh, substantiate your basis in those units. All right. So that is that is very important because you could be in a, in a certain situation where let's say you bought some Bitcoin for $20,000 a few months ago, right? But you own like 10 Bitcoin. You bought one uh, for $20,000 a, a few months ago, all right? But you own 10 of them. And now for some reason, God forbid, I'm offended by selling, you need to sell. So a lot of people would think, oh, well, it's I'm going to it's going to be a short term capital gains. I got to sell. It's the last it's. It's the last one. The, the last one I bought, I'm, I'm selling. No, no, no. You could say, I'm I'm selling the one I bought in 2013 for $600. This, this is what, I mean, I'm not giving you tax advice here, but it, I clearly the, the reading by, by a layman it, 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 uh, of what I just, uh, of question uh, of question 39 on the, fat, on the FAQ, it, 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 it explains that. It says you can do that. You can pick and choose. If you can show which one you've sold, if you could, I mean, and through the block, through, through, through the blockchain, through the, uh, the, the Explorer, the uh, blockchain Explorer, you can clearly, it's pretty obvious if, if you can show which you bought it on this date and uh, you moved it here, you moved it there, you moved, and then you sold it this date. And, and this is the one I'm choosing to, to say that I'm selling right now. I'm selling it. So that, that's actually good. That's a good thing. And then uh, another year passes and that that one that you bought for twenty thousand, there's it's it's a lot it's a long term capital gains at, at that point, and you know, depending on where you are financially, you have to make decisions on which Bitcoin I am selling right now. The one I paid three hundred for, the one I paid eight hundred for, the one I paid twenty. I mean, but you can pick and choose, but you just have to to show them that you, you did that. And obviously, you can't sell the same one twice. Uh, but it's very interesting stuff there. I that I did not know. And uh, some of you that are uh, not Americans don't give a darn about this, but most of many people watching this are Americans right now. Uh, and, okay, we'll we'll talk about that next time. Did I have I covered everything here? Eh, we'll talk about that one next time. Yeah, that one next time. Oh yeah, and again the ETF. Yeah, I, I mentioned that. C CBOE tries again. Uh, Okay, to be the first, there was another, they, it's been registered again. People are trying to register Bitcoin ETFs again. Oh, Litecoin. Why, Barry Silver? Why? Uh, Grayscale bought 80% of all Litecoin mined in February. Yeah, he, well, I know why. People want to diversify for the sake of diversification. Still, even though his, uh, his funds, uh, they're not selling at a premium anymore. He knows people still want to. They want access to cryptocurrency this way, uh, even though soon they'll be able to do it through ETFs. And he's he's the dude buying all the Litecoin out there, apparently. <laughs> oh, man, if you are a Litecoin ETF holder, I you haven't been watching the show. <laughs> OK. Uh, and finally, uh, this is old. But this is from last week. Old Mark, uh, Bitcoin buyers punished by surging bond yields. 
So you some old school financial people, they see that the bond yields are going up and they're like, oh, dude, t- time to buy bonds. It's you really value your wealth in fiat that much. You, you, you're getting interest in fiat. And this apparently turns some people off from buying Bitcoin. Dude, you really don't get it, man. You do, you're tempted by, I mean, even if the bond rate, if they start paying 10% or whatever, something, you know, from the, like the 1980s, the bond yield went, went up that high. Why? Why? It, they're printing this stuff like crazy. It's worthless. It's, it's virtually worthless. I mean, I can't believe this is a, 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 a reason, a, a quote unquote logical reason people are giving why some people uh, sold their Bitcoin or weren't as interested in Bitcoin because, because the bond yields are going up. My Lord, it's just like, have you learned anything from what's been going on? All right, that's it. I, I, I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember to uh, subscribe to the channel, pound that like button, everybody, and we'll see you at This Week in Bitcoin, BTC Betty. Everybody's going to be on. It's a best guess in the freaking space. I hope I covered everything I said I would. Bye-bye.